Hello, welcome to Enough Liquor, a podcast where we say an extra 50 Hail Marys in case we feel like cutting loose as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 68th, 68th, <laughs> 68th episode of the series, My Brother, My Father. I can't say 68 without the law. <laughs> la la. It's actually, it's actually illegal, yeah. <laughs> la la. Oh god, this one actually, um... I loved it even more than I thought I did. Yeah, like, I agree. I, I hadn't watched it in a while, which was really funny. And I think it is actually, though, the weaker of the Angelo yes. like storylines. I think just because they're still developing him, right? Like, they're just like, he's kind of flat, plus he has to pretend to be a priest. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he doesn't really come into his own until he's, like, talking about butts. Yeah, I agree. I think I recently saw the one... Um, Big Mean Bugly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so good in that. Yeah. That one's such a funny episode. And so I was like, I know I like this one. Because, again, like this block is just so good. Oh, yeah. But I, too, was surprised at how funny I found this whole episode to be. Yeah. Um, I, I know that I love the Sound of Music story so much. But even, like, the, the Dorothy and Stan, they're so good together. Like, there's a lot. I, I really, this one... Exceeded my expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Also, when you see um, Herb Edelman stand next to Bill Dana, it's like, oh my god, you really are so tall. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's so small too. <laughs> no, of course, but it's like you know he matches well with Dorothy, and then you realize how tall both of them. Yeah, are. like a couple of redwoods. Um, I also want to nod to the, I guess like the PAs or somebody because they're in the opening shot. It's windy, so yeah. you're like. Ooh. Ooh, it's brewing. Yeah, there's a hurricane coming. And, like, anytime you see a shot of the outside, I mean, at some point it's established that there's a storm coming, so they have yeah. to do it, but it, it is, like, a little bit of a foreshadowing, which is, like, you know, that's Absolutely. some good work. No, it's, it's a good one. And it's, like, in the, the window that is, like, awkwardly where you're, like, what is that? Yeah. In the corner, like, right before, if you were going down their hallway to the left, there's, like, that window mm. in that back weird area that no one ever goes, except yeah. when Sophia's sitting there after being tied up by Meryl. In the dark, of course. Yeah. Oh, and also when she's sitting in the dark. Oh, when she's sitting in the dark. Yeah. That's right, that's right. You're, Both times. Right. Both <laughs> times. <laughs> Just one chair. But there's, like, that little window where you know the PAs again are like, oh, let's yeah. get the branches going. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, God. But, yeah, I love the... Um, you know, the intro's great, lasagna al forno. Oh, makes me want um, lasagna. Which is, I mean, to... it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I also wanted to confirm what lasagna al forno is. It's just meat lasagna. Yeah, <laughs> with cheese, al forno. Yeah, yeah, I mean. And I also, in the, in the shot of the lasagna, I, I wrote, is that provolone on top? Because that's not for me. Well, <laughs> Get yourself a mozzarella. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's just thinly sliced yeah. mozzarella. Like, come on, Sophia. <sighs> but... I also love the the story she tells. She goes all that the clams nipping at your heels. Yeah. How would I? How should I know? She was a hopeless alcoholic. Yeah. yeah, it's just one of those like lovely right turn stories where you're like, I don't know you an explanation. I don't know what the fuck this means. I just told you as much as I know. Off the rails. Yeah, yeah it's totally. A gay theater director. Have you ever heard such a thing? <laughs> Blanche used to sleep with the old one. It, that also like. Community theater, you know, such a running oh, theme, yeah. so good. When they come in, and Rose is, Blanche is obviously pissed off, like, you know, which is, I also is a running theme about yes. her not getting the lead. And Rose is just so cute, like, narrating the the pieces of it. She's like, we're, whatever, we're like nuns, blah, blah, blah. And then when she's like, Blanche used to sleep with the old one. It's so matter of fact. And, uh, like, obviously, of yes. course she did. Yeah. Um, the new one's gay. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah the, the new one's gay. Yeah, right, she it's just so keeps popping cute. up. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah, because, like, Blanche is, like, too, oh, 
so much this injustice yeah. and then like Rose has to narrate it's great yeah it's so really it's awesome. really great gay theater director <laughs> <laughs> oh man well when you know when they introduce Angelo it's like it's so weird like Sophia's like you remember my brother Angelo is that your wedding you know 40 years ago right. and it's just like we talk about this all the time too it's just like you haven't seen him not even when Angela came Right. Like, what's the deal? Like, why, why are you not as close? Like, where is he stopping over in Miami from before going to Brooklyn? Like, from right. Sicily? What's going on, what, guys? What airline is stopping in Florida before going from <laughs> Europe to New York? I have a lot of questions about that. And also, when so when Angela does come, she's like, how is everybody? Your brother wouldn't be, like, Dead. the one or two first people that you were like, oh, he's, you know, yeah. No, that's... <laughs> brother. It's like... Very. That's my favorite. It's like, it's all that continuity. Like, does not matter. It and doesn't matter like, at all. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. They're like, let's have a brother named Angelo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angelo is such a big hit. It's like, I know. Um, yeah, and like, I have a lot of questions about how many years he was pretending to be a priest because I, I want, it's definitely mentioned that it's 60 at least. So is he 80 years old? Is he 90? I guess like, if Sophia is supposed to be 80, he could be older than that. I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of plot holes because also, as we know, he moves to Miami and lives in the bug apartment. So, like, <laughs> many questions. Um, That's really funny. But Sophia is also so great. So when she's, like, making this dish and she's like, you're a sick, suspicious, paranoid person. And then Stan comes, she's like, Stanley! It's I know. so, just, like, doesn't miss a beat, you know, with the, the changes in tone. And then, like, obviously we know there's something going on. It, it like... You know, the writers are very, um, they really don't want you to miss it. So there's a lot of clues that something is yes. amiss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it is, I love the, um, whereas I, th- <clears throat> I think it is obvious in the beginning of, like you said, there's a lot of clues. But then the actual twist of, like, not knowing that Angelo is also masquerading as the rest of them are right. is really awesome. Like, yeah. it's really super fun. It's like the whole, yeah, just the whole masquerade element and what it actually means to like keep lying to your family. For six years. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. not a priest. It's, uh, <laughs> but I will say that that really gets at Catholic guilt and oh. a lot of that. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Like it has to be that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like you're like, uh, okay, it's ridiculous from our perspective, but there are also families like this. Where oh, you yeah. Can't tell them, you know, what's going on, even though your mother is clearly dead. Yeah, and also like, <laughs> He teared up his priest application, which I think is funny. But also, know, it's right? like, he just was with a... I mean, you know, it seems like he could just be like, oh, I met this woman. Like, I feel like so such a generation of men who went to the priesthood, at least Americans, were just gay. And so, like, they didn't... Right. You know, there wasn't really an option. His story is... I guess, you know, Italy is... There's a definitely, like you're saying, like a Catholic pride in having a son who's a priest. Yeah. You gotta have at least one. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I understand the burden that he put on himself, but live your own life. I know, man. Again, especially since your parents are dead. Yeah, exactly. by all reports from your other sister, everyone else is dead, too. Yeah, just the goat. The goat doesn't care. (laughs) Ugh, so good. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. And, yeah, it is a little while. I guess they only broke up, like, two years ago, right? Because it's 38 years of marriage now. It's supposed to be the four years. So it's not... So crazy to me that nobody would have told him, I guess, that they got divorced. Right. But, like, so does he have no contact with anyone? There's a lot of plot holes there. I'm very confused. Yeah, and it's also, like, the way you would contact him is writing him at the seminary. Right, exactly. So he's never gotten any of their letters. (laughs) So that's why he doesn't know anything. (laughs) 
We solved it. There yeah. you go. And because he's a man, as we all know, it's like you're socialized to not have to worry about little things like writing letters to keep in touch, I guess. Right, yeah. Um, maybe that's a more modern era, but it probably is bleeding into here, where he's just drunk on Chianti, worshipping a book. <laughs> Relatable. Um, also, so when Sophia's like trying to get Dorothy to agree to this, and Dorothy's like, no, blah, blah, blah. And then she has a line about um, inviting Stan to eat over every night for the rest of her life. <laughs> yeah. And Dorothy, like, snaps and is like, how bad could it be? It's just for the... It's so... I feel like it's, like, textbook B. Arthur. Yes. Turn on a dime, like, completely. And it's, like, she does such a great job at being appropriately emphatic about both things. She's like, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden she's like, whatever, it's fine. Exactly. So, what a, yeah, like, like ugh, the forget what a it. Forget yeah. it. What time? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like, the, you're right. Oh, what? That should be, like, called, like... The B. Arthur three P. Yeah. or something like that, because that is that is a mechanism of comedy they use with her all the time because she is so good at yeah. it. It's great. I didn't realize that that is that follows that exact same cadence. Forget like, it. Yeah, you know, walking out the door and you know, oh, so good. It's magnificent. That's great. What a champ! God, I know she's wonderful. Mm. Uh, last episode we discussed how obviously this era. <laughs> of individuals would be heavily influenced by World War II. And going back to The Sound of Music, I, the line where, like, you know, Blanche and, and Rosa rehearse, <laughs> the Nazis are coming, the Nazis are coming. Everybody, grab a gun, go to the basement. <laughs> and she's running. It's that That is, like, one of my top five favorite scenes. It's so funny. It's also just, like, you know, she looks so frazzled. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. Because she does... Estelle Getty does those micro movements, mostly when walking, mm-hmm. right? Because she's trying to be older than she the is, shuffle. and she does it really well, the old lady shuffle. But then when it's a frenzy, she does these, like, micro yeah, frenzy movements that actually like, are, like, how an old lady would freak out. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, move faster than her body wants to and kind of thing. she's running, and then, like, I think, like, Rose catches her, and she, like, turns the other way <laughs> to try to get to the basement. It's, oh, it's so good. And I also feel like, just, like, Everybody in that scene is so perfect, oh, yeah. you know, like they're rehearsing and oh, I, I love it. It makes me laugh out loud every single time. <laughs> it's so magnificent. Oh my god. Oh boy. But it's funny because that, that scene's so great and I actually, the, I feel like there's one like kind of like rough delivery scene and I wonder if it was one of those situations where Estelle Getty couldn't remember her lines mm. where she got stage fright. Is when she's like going to greet Stan and she's like that no good son of a, a prince. This oh, man yeah, is a yeah. prince. And it's like so dragged out and the timing is not right to deliver it like as you should. And it's actually funny because like the audience actually doesn't laugh as much as like they should for that line being written down. Yeah. But yeah, it kinda of, that kinda of had me bumming where I was like, Ugh, it's not that must have been like a rough one because like to leave that in. I feel must have just been like a lot of takes. Yeah, because you can see there's like a, a, it's like opening the door, which I do think is hard, you know, to time that correctly. But we've seen her do it. We've seen all the girls. We've seen everybody do it. There's always like that timing of door opening perfection line. Again, another another theme of like the style of the kind of lines they give them. Yeah, but yeah, that one was just a little rough. Um, But yeah, so (laughs) when Dorothy comes in from the rain and she's like got the you know the coat and she's like, oh, it's really coming down. (laughs) I was like, what's coming down? It's just again like so such a theoretically such a throwaway line you know but the delivery of it is just so good and I think that that is what sort of 
surprised me a little bit about the, like revisiting this episode is I know that I know the Nazis are coming scene is is there yes. and I you know I'm ready for it and I'm waiting for it. But there's a lot of these just typical of the show small exchanges that are funny and like what's coming down makes me laugh. It's yeah. it's like a it's so dumb but it really like you mean ugh. the road like you don't mean the Liberace marquee you mean like the, the Liberace marquee is like the second yeah you know the second like how show, they do but the Rose, multiple yeah. but. That one also is. So, how about Rose's face though? After she says the Liberace marquee, <laughs> she has this face of conceit, where like similar, where she goes, "Oh, I know, shut up, Rose." Yeah. <laughs> where she she kind of understands that she's being dumb, and like B. <laughs> Arthur is serving it to her. It's great. Oh, it's so amazing. wonderful. But yeah, so and also this this episode features the I could vomit just looking at you, right? Which again, like I forgot, like kind of pops up, and you're like, "Oh, of course," you know, because I I always associate it with all the the barbs in the. Um, the tax uh, Me too. audit uh, episode, you know, because when they're sitting there, we talked about that. I think we're just yeah. like, oh my gosh, I forgot that that's there, you know, but this one, oh, so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I hate also, ugh, the running theme of like mama bear and papa bear. Hate it. Oh, hate yeah, it. Oh. It's real bad. But it's, it's very true. I feel like sometimes I'm like, ugh. I hear that in life. I'm like, no. no, no. <laughs> I hear that in life. No, no, no. It's so weird. Um, I also want to point out that. Uh, as they're as they're filling in Angelo on the kids, um, Michael works for the Boston Philharmonic. I mean, doesn't he have to wear a tie? I don't know. I, he won't, so he's not going to keep that job for long. And Kate's an interior designer in New York, which we never hear about her career, so I'm happy for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She definitely works for Laura Ashley. Or yeah. Based on based definitely. on Kate's outfits. Based on her style. Yeah. Um, again, though, B. Arthur is so good when she's like it was a crushing blow when he decided to join the Philharmonic <laughs> instead of selling rubber dog poop door to door it's just like that like intellectual tone that she takes yes. is just and like doesn't break at all up it's just so so good it's magnificent it really is and you know what if I ever end up in, like, an acrimonious divorce situation, mm. I want to be B. Arthur just slinging that shit nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> because it is just, uh, it's it's wonderful. I mean, there's so many, like, just skipping ahead a bit where, you know, she's like, Stanley, you're a pig in a cheap suit. Yeah. Like, boom. <laughs> and then she's, like, you know, on the floor like any dog. Yeah, that is. That, I mean, they're so good, you know? Like, if you're doing what you're, I think you're doing, you're in big trouble. You're wasting your time. I'm familiar with the big gun. Yeah, that is amazing. Everything is just... Anytime somebody... Also, that's another one where anytime somebody says the big gun, I always... <laughs> I'm familiar with the big gun. <laughs> it's like, never... Again, you're never present, I but know, I will never stop. So Oh, my feet have wings barf back. Oh, one. yeah. Another one. Amazing. Oh. Um, and then when the girls... when The Nuns is just such a great move and like it's it like kind of begs for it you know there's a priest who they haven't seen in 40 years blah blah blah. but blanche two times blanche is like you know she's got this heavy heavy like julia sugar baker accent when she's <laughs> yeah. like oh jesus <laughs> please watch over us in this hour and she's the one who's tasked with covering it up rose does it one time and rose is actually like uncharacteristically calm in the situation where she's covering it up yes. so yes but blanche is like lingerie for Needy, sexy people. It's just <laughs> uh, so, so funny. It's amazing. Such a great move. Such a, also like a, you know, we talk all the time about this one as well as the show in general has a lot of plot holes, but it is conceivable that they would be nuns in Sound of Music. Absolutely. And they would, you know, interact with the space. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh, and again, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, 
actually kind of the way he, he says it, it reminds me of the oh hello guy. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh hello. Oh my god. But it's it's actually because of that the reveal of that he's just this horny old man. Like yeah. it is actually kinda of hilarious. Yeah. It's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking of defecting. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I gotta get him my scotch and we go in the closet. <laughs> Oh, God, it's wonderful. But yeah, the the costume, like, really working the costumes, the budget, all of that kind of stuff as as we move along. Like, I am I am bummed that in Barbara Thorndike we didn't get to actually see the full horse costume. Yeah. But, you know, we're, get, we're getting there. We're moving on, you know. Priorities and, of the Exactly, exactly. Um, also, so in keeping... <laughs> I'm keeping the secret, you know, I, and, and Stan's like, I'm not, I'm not going to take this anymore or whatever it is. And <laughs> Sophia goes, Angela, look, St. Francis of Assisi <laughs> pulls him down by his tie and then smacks him. Like, okay, you know, we went all the way back on, you know, uh, talking about our on Golden Pond moment with the, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My with the name. but like the, uh, you know, it's it's never funny like physical violence, but also just like that comedy of like her being so much shorter than him and just being like knock it off. It's yes. really yeah. The height so differential is great. very. It really plays well in that yes, scene. It, it really does. It really does. Um. So can we talk about the bedroom scene? Yeah. So this whole thing where. I don't know if you looked this up as well, but last episode we talked about, like, the Vanna White nudies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, how relevant that was and how kind of fucked up. It's like, this is, like, a joke that's just, like, fine, that everybody's fine with kind of thing. Um, the whole thing where Angelo comes in and he's like, I'm begging you as a man of the cloth, like, sleep with this man. Oh, you know? yeah. Do you know what that's a reference to? The Jessica to? Haran thing? Yeah. So I looked says, it up because... Yes. So we, Matt Browning's book that's coming out, The Golden Girls Reference Guide. Um, I'm so excited for it. Ma- yeah, way. amazing. So I looked up this thing about, I think that this would be a great one, because this is something that was a scandal, but, you know, like we have, I, speaking for myself, we have references for like Tammy Faye and like, yes, you know, exactly. Jim Bates, some the big things ones. like this, but this I never heard about. Same. Same. Never at all. And so basically... Like, once you read it, you're like, okay, they shouldn't have been making that joke. Don't that's, like that joke. That's a fucked up joke. So basically, Jessica Hahn was, like, the church secretary when she was, like, 21 to uh, Jim Baker. Yeah. And she says she was drugged and raped by him and another preacher dude. Right. That's fucked up. It, you can't yeah. make that joke. That's not a joke. And no. that, like, that, like, murdered that whole piece for I me. know. Which is oh also, that's what I'm saying, is, like, I also feel like that might be why Tammy Faye was so, you know, obviously there's other, like, being a, a famous evangelist, but I think that that scandal also played into, like, the marital discord between the two. Obviously it did, but, like, yeah. ugh, yeah, really gross. And also, like, from Dorothy? No. You know, oh, I don't I know. expect that. No, I know. I know. It's a real disappointment. Yeah. It was, like, it was a disappointment to learn the news that happened in real life and absolutely nothing was done about it. And then to learn that this, the Golden Girls made the joke and you're like, right. oh, guys. And you think that that was like based on the time being like, we don't believe that she was raped, like that she got pressured or we think it was just like a funny I, thing. I like, think it's kind of worse because I think that they believe it did happen. Ah. Uh, but it's just like. I mean, it's not. 
good either way. <laughs> no, it's definitely not good either way. But I also think that there is, like we were just talking about with the Vanna White nudes, you're just like, well, you took them, that's fine. Right. And it's like you some sort of Monica Lewinsky thing. Like, yeah. oh, you, you must have liked him. You put yourself in that situation. You dressed, uh, whatever. The yeah, umpteenth yeah. different excuses that men and women make for women being raped. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, I was just a little stunned. It took me out of the moment. Me too. I literally paused it and I was like, what? Me too. I had the same thing because I've always, I obviously watched this episode, you know, a hundred times and I've always just kind of been like, I could gather that it was, and you know, like in my head, I was like, oh, it's an affair with a, a preacher or something like that. Yes. Like I, you like know, an assumed affair. like an evangelist, like yes. I could put that together, but yeah, mm-hmm. yuck. Really not good. Ugh, anyway. really gross. Skip that part. Okay, yeah, so moving on. Um, but the, you know, it is, I do actually really laugh. You you mentioned at the outset of how good, you know, and you mentioned all the time, how good Stan and Dorothy mm. are together. Like, they just have great chemistry and, like, it's just such a good working relationship in the way that even though most of the time it's, like, really, like, rough yeah. dialogue because they're hating each other. I, I laugh so hard when Stan's like, you know, Dorothy, I know it's been a while, but try to control yeah, yourself. It's I need so to sleep. funny. And oh, then the physical God. comedy of her kicking him off the bed. It's it's wonderful. He it's has so a couple, re- that line, and also when Angelo says that he, you know, said a couple extra Hail Marys, and Stan's like, you used up all 50 Hail Marys on that one when he says that Dorothy. It's so funny. Like, you know, it's like also like Stan, it's usually Dorothy making the digs at Stan. Yes. And so when Stan gets one in, that's like, Oof, you know, exactly. it's, it's funny. It's good. Exactly. Um, I also looked up if Herb Edelman was a singer, because, like, you know, he can yeah, play a tune. That's so true. I feel like that was and? just a thing of that. He had, you know, he was on Broadway and stuff. I don't know, like, how big of roles he had, but yeah. I think at the time. Like, had actual to Broadway be... musicals? Mm-hmm. Interesting. At least one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was actually impressed Impressed as well. I was like, that's pretty good, you know. He also, um, on stand, he always... The other time that Angelo comes, too, he's always like, oh, it's fate. You know, like, that is, like, they basically reuse that exact plot of, like... That is true. My uncle... Or, like, your uncle visits, my uncle dies. And this time he's like, maybe it's fate, we should get married again. It's like, okay, enough with the uncles and the fate. (laughs) (laughs) Why why do our uncles always have to play a role in our relationship? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, like... I don't know. I think when he initially is... Okay, so we reveal everything yeah. Angelo does. He's, he's like, I'm a, a butt man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah, the caged when, animal. When Blanche is like having phone sex, like with... I'm like, again, like, can you go in the other room? I know you have other phones. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> Seriously. And then she... But like, again, like it's another example. She hangs up the phone. She's like, he's a leper. Like, it's so... She really is into keeping the lie for them which Absolutely. is really great. Absolutely. It's very nice. Also know? they've been wearing their play costumes for 2 days. It doesn't seem comfortable at all. Like not I know they're trying all. to do something but sometimes nuns priests take their clothes off. Nuns can wear regular clothes. <laughs> We've already demonstrated that. Yes. <laughs> See but Blanche didn't know so she right. just thought That's true I guess. You know, that's what had happened. Um but yeah so so it gets you know revealed and like it's actually funny because it does come up like you said with this whole like you should renew your vows and like all that. It's the stupidest idea I've ever had in my life. Um, and then, yeah, then like Stan's all keen. And, you know, it's like, it's a little weak in terms of like, then that's when Angelo confesses. Like, right. I can't do this. I mean, it's whatever. But I do love, because then we actually get real Angelo, which of course then they love so, you know, the audience yeah. loves so much they build all these other Bugman stories around. Yeah. I lost but. in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I have, a, again, not to 
keep harping on this, but I was like, so you have a priest in the family. He didn't perform any sacraments, like none For of the anyone. baptisms, not, not the wedding, not, like nothing. Because all that would be, you know, invalid. So you can get a get-out-of-jail-free card. I, I know. Seriously. Oh, God. Yeah, if they, yeah, he just attended the wedding. I right. guess you had to have a priest uh, yeah, you somewhere. Have a scotch. Um, yeah, and I love it so much when they reveal that they're divorced, and he's like, I never liked him. He's like, yeah, it's, it's Immediately. So good. It's amazing. Ugh. I love that they do that, where he's like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh and God. open my wallet. <laughs> it is amazing, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he, no, he doesn't go, thank God. He goes, on. no, I'm thrilled. Yeah, I'm a thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but anyway, like like I was saying before, you know, it's it's kind of a poor conceit, but you say they use it all the time with like Stan being like, it's fate on let's have let's come back. It's yes, they've had rapport, but they just have that one sort of like weird Gershwin moment and it is it's just, you know <laughs> what was your bad dream? This. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I, I I will say for me, the singing's nice, the Gershwin moment turning her to be a little more sympathetic doesn't quite work for me mm. but what does work for me is when they actually play real Gershwin in the background over the last scene because it's that constant moment we see this all the time and we talk about this all the time of like you spent your life with someone for 38 years and you raised kids and all this stuff like you don't ever really separate emotions fully and cleanly mm -hmm. from that even if it was cut and dry like leaving you for a stewardess right you know especially if you're in the same city like you're seeing totally yeah. and like when b arthur's sitting on the couch like sort of looking at the door after he leaves like it i think it works really well for yeah. me and there's like the wistful gershwin play yeah <laughs> i agree know? i agree gershwin confused a lot of people but uh <laughs> I just, I, I think it's a nice moment of wrapping up. It's like, even if she wasn't even that touched, you know, when, yeah. when he's like singing to her kind of thing, it's still kind of just like, yeah, remember, like we're in the same house, we're fighting all this stuff, but remember we had all these times and like you, your mind goes back there. Yeah, like, it's definitely going to be complicated. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think that they do a really good job of like, they don't exactly name that, I guess, but yes. it's very present in a lot of these episodes. And right. even when you're like, Dorothy, what are you doing? Like this guy sucks. It's like, he probably, like, I feel like that must have also been how Sophia felt the whole time, you know, they, but they were together. Like, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. totally. um, I also love when <laughs> Rose is going to go outside and see if she can get airborne. Oh, my Perfect. God. Amazing. So cute. So cute. Yeah, because she's, I mean, to your point, like, since Blanche is mostly providing the cover, like, she's kind of the the least featured character. Yeah. Although she does have, like, the, you know, she has her superstar moments when she comes out. Oh, like, yeah. Especially so at good. the end. So I'm glad they gave her that little, like, fun piece. Um, just to quickly go back to the Gershwin thing. Yeah. Elliot from, did he talk about that in his jazz piece? I think he just mentioned that. That's a good question. I have to remember. If, uh, I, yeah. I think he mentioned that that's just such a running theme. Right? We talked about Cole Porter. Right. I know that. Yeah. So it's, sure. it's just like interesting how this show uses that as like, yeah. you know, the music of the time, which is very yeah. true to life. I the think. music of the time and Nazis, right? Yeah. This is the, right. Uh, this <laughs> is the backdrop. <laughs> this is the backdrop that everybody has. So. But yeah, it's it is it's a really funny episode. It really sets us up very well for Angelo, and it has that like it's it's the goofy pretending, and like you said, there's a lot of plot holes that with that, particularly with the priesthood. But it is in a, in a fucked up, dysfunctional family kind of way. It is nice to see everybody sort of pitching in to try to just like 
yeah. grease the wheels here. Like, just not really make people upset, even though, obviously, it's always better to tell the truth. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah it's, really, it's really, you know, I've mentioned this a few times, but I, I do really love that Blanche is so willing to, even, like, when it's so clear that her cover is blown, she doubles totally. down. Um, and I think also that does make sense, because not that, like, you know, Rose is in on it, but Blanche definitely has more experience lying to family and also understands the, <laughs> why it would just be easier to, you know, I, I think that based on their backgrounds, Rose would be, it would be a little bit more of a foreign concept to Rose. You're right. Although you're right. the estate papers, um, but you know, like she struggled with that. And so that Absolutely. I think is very, you're right. Yeah. And I also think like, what is so great about this show and this episode in particular is like, it's revealed that he's been lying for 60 years and they're like, all right, let's just go have breakfast, whatever. <laughs> What are you going to do? Amazing. So good. Amazing. Everyone was really taken by his butt story. Yeah, that was really, everyone was like, well, sure. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's actually kind of amazing that Stan doesn't make, like, some sort of gross comment uh, Yeah. That point, you know, but. But he's really into Dorothy at that time. That's when he's true. wanting to get remarried. So. That is very true, you know. She wears too many draping clothes. I can't tell she has a nice butt. He's behaving. Exactly. He's behaving. All right. Is that about it? That's it. All right. Well, join us next time. We're going to discuss breaking up the band yet again, <laughs> as well as the sense of seafood medley cat food. All right. Take care. <laughs>